0: better than HQ but no one knows what the X stands for except we're extremely good there we go
1: Welcome to episode 167 of Channel Massive. I'm Noah. There's also Mark here.
2: Hello and welcome.
1: <laughs> and we're really excited to, for the first time to have as a co-host on the show the creator of our new theme song, Luke.
0: Hi, everybody.
1: Yeah, first of all, I'm going to say it here on the show. I've already written it on the website that I love the new theme song and really appreciate you putting that together okay. for us.
0: No problem. It was my pleasure. I had a great time doing it, especially <laughs> the very end part. Everyone, you got to make sure that you key in there. Uh, I did email, and I did not get into the beta, so those are those are all true. It <laughs> was, was recorded in the moment, uh, candid, candid microphone there.
1: <laughs> so for this show, we're going to be telling you what we've been playing, and also get into a couple roundtables on both game rentals, and the older public and how it's launching and share our opinions, polite, angry, and otherwise, about these topics. Mark has currently stepped away to manage some children, but he will be (laughs) back soon, and once he is here, we will drop him back in on the show. So for now, you're just going to hear me and Luke talking. If you have any comments on this show, please send them into mail, M-A-I-L, at channelmassive.com. Or you can also leave comments for us over on the website. We also welcome your heartfelt iTunes reviews. You may also follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash channelmassive. And we're on Facebook, but we don't really do anything there. So I'll just say, since Mark isn't here right now, you don't have to really worry about that. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) And without further ado, we are going to get into what we're playing.
2: This episode of Channel Massive is sponsored by UGT Servers. When you order Ventrilo hosting from UGT, you get all of the powerful administration features hardcore gamers want and the ease of use that newbie gamers need. With 24-hour tech support, 13 locations worldwide, and a 15-day money-back guarantee, you'd be crazy not to check them out. Head to UGT-Servers.com for all of your Ventrilo hosting needs.
1: Now for our very traditional fan favorite What We're Playing segment. And I would like to start with our guest of honor, Luke. Tell us, what have you been playing on the PC and console front? Or just PC? Well,
0: Noah, I took a break from League of Legends. I know it's sad. It's such a what? good team. Right yeah, after
1: Dominion. a new yeah. game mode launches.
0: Yeah, with New Dominion coming out and everything like that. Um, my little brother, actually, uh, you guys know him, Kurt, um, gifted me dead island on steam so i could not let that money go to waste that's 50 hard-earned dollars of curds that i need to uh definitely put time in on so we almost beat the game it's uh it's a really interesting game i was a big fan of borderlands for the xbox 360 me and uh, my older brother sean spent a lot of time on that and anything loot based i'm really interested in like uh diablo diablo 2 and 3 um and Dead Island was an opportunity for me to use my mouse and keyboard to shoot zombies in the head. <laughs> uh, but what I thought was interesting was you don't you don't get firearms till like uh, three quarters of the way through the game, which wow. is kind of uh, it wasn't frustrating at all. Actually, I liked it because you have you get used to the mechanics of uh, you know being in melee range of zombies at all times. You have to you have to kick them and stomp in their heads and all all that good stuff and. I definitely recommend the game. Um, if you like loot-based games, that's definitely one to go to. Um, the graphics are uh, excellent. you got to make sure you have uh, a good format to play on, but it's very enjoyable, and I recommend playing it with uh, close friends. I think you can have up to four people in a game. Um, there's four different classes, and, yeah, there's color-coded rarities of guns and machetes. You name it, it's awesome.
1: If you really like Luke-based games and since you like Diablo, did you ever play Torchlight?
0: I did. I have it uh, actually in, this, in my drawer right okay. here. Um, Torchlight. I played it. I think I made like three characters. I never beat the game, uh, but I just I enjoyed running around and farming items. And they had a, a couple cool developer weapons in the game. Um, like when you equipped it and stuff, it would make it would make weird laughing noises and stuff like that. Um, so it was kind of like a I guess it reminded me a lot of Diablo, which... Uh, is it from the same developer as Diablo, or...?
1: Yeah, it is from people that were on the Diablo team. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought.
0: Um, I enjoyed it, yeah. I guess I didn't really immerse myself completely in the game. It was more of, like, in-between games kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And it was more single-player than it was...
1: Exactly. Uh, yeah. That's what's really cool about it. Scott and I actually... I don't think we talked about this on the show, either of the shows, but we... Got a chance to play Torchlight 2 at PAX, which is up to four players multiplayer, and it was really fun. Cool. And at the rate we're going, I'm pretty sure it comes out this this last quarter of the year, all okay. holidays. So it's definitely coming out before Diablo 3, mm-hmm. much to uh, Runix's favor. That's the developer, and okay. we're definitely have to get into that. I think that'd be a lot of fun to play. That nice would.
0: Future. It's going to be hard to cram them all in with all these games coming out at the end <laughs> of the year here. But what other
1: games are you looking forward to?
0: um i would say firefall if i knew when it would be coming out um <laughs> and i guess there's there's only one gameplay video of it and so it's kind of hard to gauge exactly how uh, how loot based the game is and how really open world it is um but other than that um most people probably already know star wars the old republic i'm sure um it's been all over uh, so I guess I'm looking forward to to that as well. I, w- I guess I was more stoked about uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic coming out three months ago than I was about it now. <laughs> uh, I'm still waiting, and when it does come out, I guess I'll be pretty excited. I hear they're gonna I hear they're gonna have a wipe after the early game access to the game. So what? Uh, it's a little. It's you know I wasn't on the bandwagon to pre-order the game, uh, which I'm glad I wasn't. No um, kidding. But it's uh, yeah. Those are the two, I guess, big games, and obviously Diablo three. Um, but yeah, those are the ones I'm looking forward to. Anything loot based, like I said, I'm pretty much into. Um, I haven't there haven't been many competitive first person shooters for the console, or not the console, but the PC that uh, that I've experienced lately. So I guess I could go for one of those as well.
1: Yeah, listeners, if there are any games out there, and the, I guess the first one that comes to my mind that you might like, and I think it's free on Steam. Okay. If you can deal with the visuals, is Spiral Knights? Did you ever try that?
0: Spiral Knights. I think I've heard of it. No, I haven't. I don't think so. What is it? A uh, is it a three D first person shooter or what?
1: It's a. It's like Diablo where it's overhead. Oh, okay, uh, okay. But it's really cutesy. It's I think it's Asian developed. Okay. I don't know if it's Korean or Chinese, but you have a main hub world where everybody's there, and then you go into instanced dungeons, and the concept is you're on this world that's kind of like an onion where there's layers and layers and layers to it and you're trying to get to the core and you do that by going through all these different dungeons and I think by paying for the game you can get better looking avatars or customize them more but they're they're all it's all kind of either cutesy monsters and steampunky styled uh, chibi knights running around but it's it's pretty cool there's some Old longtime listeners of Channel Massive may remember, of course, Eric, who was on the show last week, and Ter, our wonderful British friend. They both really like the game a lot. I think Scott played it as well. So yeah, you might want to check that out because it's definitely a game about loot and getting to it before your teammates do in your little instance <laughs> dungeons. So.
0: Oh, that's always fun. Yeah. Yeah. The only problem that that reminds me um, of Dead Island. Um, with the loot and the competition for it is is you're always you're always throwing knives at zombies to try and keep them away from you and uh your partners always looking to pick those items up but normally you cannot pick your other you know your other the other player in the game's items up unless they die in which case then you can pick your items up. So it just reminded me of me and Kurt screaming at each other about four in the morning this last Saturday, picking up <laughs> each other's weapons, and trying to find your own while you know wondering where you threw them if you if you bombed one way over one of the zombies' heads. But is that so? Spiral Knights is that a new game? Did that just come out, or has that been out for a while now?
1: I think it was out for a while overseas, but it's only been available here for a few months, three or four months.
0: Oh, maybe. okay, okay. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, go ahead and check that. I definitely check that, and I think it is free on Steam. Uh, and it's published by Sega. So
0: uh, right. what else
1: was I thinking? Um, yep. Oh, yeah, just hearing you talk about fighting over loot, it just reminds me of many games that I've played with Mark, <laughs> whether it's Diablo or Neverwinter Nights or mm-hmm. going way back, the Gauntlet games like Dark Legacy and Gauntlet Legends,
0: Oh right, yeah. which are
1: favorite games of mine. And <laughs> that was always because the loot there is totally free for all. And that was always I, – I I totally paid attention to it because freaking Mark would always go and try to ninja the loot and, like, <laughs> steal it. So I'd especially like it if there were an exploding barrel or a poison barrel next to the loot. <laughs> so I'd, ax, I'd shoot the treasure chest to make the loot appear, and Mark would go for it, and then I'd shoot the exploding barrels. <laughs> and he'd still get it. Which he would laugh about, but I would feel happy that I also damaged him at the same time.
0: <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, there's definitely a strategy to ninjing loot. You can't just blatantly go for it. You gotta make sure that your partner's detained uh, by <laughs> enemies and then you kinda sneak around back. I hate that. I'm I'm getting my butt whooped by a bunch of enemies and all of a sudden I see my partner who's off there reaping the benefit of my hard work.
2: That that's my favorite thing to do
0: actually. <laughs> that's
1: the most uh, look insane. who's back <laughs>
2: uh, just on cue.
1: Yes, I was just so you you and
0: Mark, uh, (laughs) you guys played those games together. So you guys go back a while. You guys must have known each other for a very long time. Then I didn't know that.
2: Well, seems like forever. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Long time, yeah, yeah. We go back
2: uh, since gosh. We worked together for years and years.
1: Yeah,
2: and uh, yeah, I don't don't know know, how. It's (laughs) It's <laughs> been
0: a while, yeah. So you, but now, now you've earned the title as ninja of the loot. So I will remember that for future <laughs> base games we Yeah, play the-
2: games like Marvel Ultimate Alliance or any of the Gauntlet games or oh, anything, gosh. yeah, anything like that. I tend to, um, I tend to just, I don't know. It's like the loot just goes to me somehow And sometimes
1: I, if, if you don't give him the loot he's like i need the loot <laughs>
2: <laughs> Whatever, dude.
1: You're yeah to. i'll,
2: I'll so. <laughs> i'm not above resorting to whining
0: but
2: <laughs> it's really funny because i've been playing i've been playing uh, marvel ultimate alliance with my four-year-old son and um And he, like, loves the loot. Like, he really does. And so, like, I try to go take it. My wife's like, no, let him have it. I'm like, oh, all right. Oh, man. So I let him have it. And now he's, like, really gotten good at it. And the other day he was playing with some other kids that were playing an old gauntlet, um, Dark Legacy, I think it was. And he was, like, just all about the loot. And the other kids were getting so upset because, like, he had, like – like 500 one of them had 10 and the other one had four gold and it was like (laughs) it was just so disproportionate and he had like all the health because he would eat all the food and i was like you know i'm sorry kids you just you know i've 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 trained him well what can
0: i say yeah (laughs) it sounds like you've brooded a biological bot to farm farm (laughs) dungeon bosses in the future game diablo 3
1: that's exactly yes. my plan. It's not far behind. <laughs> and and he
0: will be supporting your family because you can sell those items on the uh, cash item auction. So, yeah, yeah four years Thanks. old, and he's going to be carrying the family on his shoulders. Yeah. Financially. It'll,
2: it'll be just like a Chinese gold farmer family, but, you know, <laughs> American style. So All right. Yeah, it's cool.
1: Yeah.
2: I'm excited. Did you guys wish I'd stayed away?
1: Can't you tell by the awkward silence?
2: Yeah, I like awkward <laughs> silences, though. I don't know if Luke knows that, but that—that's something I seek out for every podcast episode. An awkward silence or two,
0: <laughs> I've noticed.
1: So, Luke, have you had any other games that you played, or does that cover everything for you?
0: Uh, well, let me think here. Um, Battlefield 3, I haven't actually played it. I just—I'm uh, downloading right now for the PC, and I downloaded for the Xbox and uh i still can't play it. ea origins is the is the host i guess it's it's kind of like uh i think it's like steam to counter strike um ea origins <laughs> to battlefield 3 and uh i've been trying to get that to work uh, i had to step away and watch the survivor series with uh my girlfriend's family <laughs> so when i got back i was stoked i was really excited to play battlefield 3 and of course uh of course it didn't work and i saw so i Looked at some of the forums, and I can see people just going completely crazy over it, and I am not going to participate in that tonight. So, uh, But, yeah, I'm looking forward to playing that. But, no, I don't think uh, I've played much other than Dominion and Dead Island. That's basically all that's going on right now for me.
1: Cool. Over in my corner, I've been playing a lot of Kirby Mass Attack, which is a great creepy game because it's both cute because it's Kirby and most of the enemies are really cutesy. And creepy because the main villain looks like something out of Castlevania, not Kirby, which is weird. And it's also weird because you're directing this little squad of up to ten different Kirbys at once. And you tap these equally cute little enemies and just they just dogpile on top of the enemy like it's some kind of gang riot or something like that. And just go, and kill things that way. And it's just like, this is kind of weird, but it's fun. It's, it's really well designed. I've also played... Some League of Legends, not surprisingly, both Dominion and regular Summoner's Rift. In fact, I begrudgingly played a game of Summoner's Rift, which is the original game mode. Last night, because Tony was on and Tony refuses to play Dominion because he thinks that it sucks. And, not surprisingly, our game of Summoner's Rift sucked. And, surprisingly, <laughs> Tony did not play well, and neither did I. Ultimately, mm-hmm. I had the most de- most deaths. And I'm like, this is why I don't want to play this anymore. This is why I want to play Dominion. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I've had Dominion games still where I just dominate. And there was one game where I was disconnected because the game just dropped me for about four minutes, which, with the game of Dominion, which is, like, only 20 minutes long often. That's that one will. according up.
2: to my math skills and
1: spreadsheet. <laughs> Very mm-hmm. good. Thank you. <laughs> and when I came back in, I'm like, I'm really sorry guys. Cause I kept trying to reconnect and I had to restart my client twice before I could actually get reconnected. And I said, I was sorry. And they gave me angry frowny face, but then I just went and just blew the other team away as Cogmon And I was, I was just making kills, making kills. And I think we got back from a deficit of 150 to 380 to the, at the end. It was uh 30 to 15. And then we ended up losing. Oh but it's God. Just like, I came in and I was just steamrolling them, and it just—it was really fun. That's what I've been wanting—is a little bit more arcadey action. Because in that game last night, the regular five v five, forty-five minute mon- monstrosity—I mean, it was really clear cut by twenty-five minutes in that we weren't going to win. And yeah. we had two extra people on our team who, were, of course, weren't with us. It was two extra people that had been added to our group, and they refused to surrender. And mm-hmm. a vote of three to two to surrender never passes. You have to have four to one or more. And they just made us keep playing and keep playing until we completely got utterly stomped. And it took a long time because we were somewhat decent here and there at defending, but we would get aced several times. It's just like, come on, why can't we surrender? And it was just such a waste of time. And I signed off angry, and I went to bed.
0: (laughs) Nice. I suck. I think... um after you lose a little bit, you know, like I've I've uh, started to I guess not care as much about League of Legends anymore. Not saying that I'm better than anyone else that cares about League of Legends because it is it is a bomb game, but uh, I've noticed if you just leave the game, it's actually a lot more uh, efficient and effective than oh, yeah. waiting for the other team to surrender. And I know it's kind of you know obviously it's it's an a hole move, but um, it it saves you the stress and I think it saves your whole team the stress instead of uh, bickering with the two people that are just not willing to surrender. You kind of just close the client and maybe come back in ten minutes, hopefully the game is not still going. You guys, a <laughs> um I I meant to ask you guys, have either of you played uh a pre made five vs. five Dominion at all or no?
2: No.
1: No. We haven't
0: people fun. Oh, me neither. Now, is that because people, there are just too many people that dislike Dominion, or is that because it's new and we just haven't had the chance yet? I think we're saying had the
1: chance.
2: Yeah, I just don't think we've assembled our Avengers team to to
0: rock (laughs) it out. What would would that team consist of?
2: I would be Karthus because I found he's the bomb for Dominion, literally Mm -hmm. and figuratively.
0: (laughs) I I've, People were saying earlier on when I was playing the the beta version of Dominion that AP carries were not the answer, but I then, so I believed them, and I played uh, Tryndamere and stuff, and Yi uh, and Zin trying to make AD work, and it just wasn't, and then I switched to Kennen, and I had, I had mass success. Like, right away, I won four games in a row, and I was absolutely dominating, and So I guess I should not listen to people that think they know what they're talking about, but have you guys experienced, uh, I, you you said you're playing, uh, Kog'Maw who's AD ranged. Um, and he's, he's pretty superior AD ranged. Um, but Karthus, he, you said he's doing all right, uh, Mark. So that seems like EP can hold their own as well in Dominion. That's good. Yeah.
2: You know, I was trying to, I was trying to play as Talon, who's an AD, uh, guy, you know, as you know, and, um, Mm -hmm. I was, just, I was doing okay, but it was, it was just, you know, I was just okay. The minute I switched over to Kartus, I was like either number one or number two on the leaderboard the whole game. So, and we were winning. So, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just, I, I, I always, and this is a, a something I've said on this podcast before, I think there's two kind of gamers, and there are those who play the game or games all the time. And then there's the ones that play a little and then write about it or talk about it or, you know, just mm-hmm. have to just get on the forums and preach and stuff. And it's like those are the ones that don't really know what the hell they're talking about. And, unfortunately, they're the ones with the biggest voices. So, um, you know, I think they're on crack, personally. Because I've been playing the game, and i got to tell you, it's it's pretty good as AP.
0: Yep. Well, I guess the less time you spend playing, the more time you have to actually write about the game. So.
2: Yeah, which I think is, you know, cool, but as I sit here doing a podcast.
0: But, you know. oh, We're the ones in the trenches, you know, fighting yeah. it out, battling it. We don't the, have time we're, to talk.
2: Yeah, we're the soldiers and the field generals, and these guys are like in their ivory tower, like, Oh, I do believe that actually if I were to play any type of character, I think A.G. would be most likely the best choice. <laughs> I figured it all out. Action. Yeah. <laughs> So my take on
1: it. So the other games that I got a chance to play was my dad's birthday, and he got some new games, so I had a great time playing Gears of War 3 with him.
2: I knew Gears of War 3 would play a prominent role in your dad's birthday just because your dad's like a Gears of War dude.
1: Yeah, he has the new Xbox 360, which is really sweet, the Gears of War one.
2: Is it the, oh, it's not the Star Wars one?
1: No. No, he's not into Star Wars like that. And I don't think that's out yet, unfortunately. Yeah, that's pretty sweet, too, though, the uh, shiny, glossy, gold C-3PO controller and the R2-D2 console.
2: That's pretty that's sweet. sweet.
1: We, But surprisingly, we didn't play that as much as we played Fear 3, which has a really kick-butt two-player co-op mode. And I really enjoyed it because I was playing the supernatural dude who could levitate enemies and then fly across the room and possess them and then shoot that person's comrades and stuff like that. Oh, my gosh. So fun. So evil. Whereas my dad played the brother who's all about bullet time and guns and stuff like that. So it was really, really fun. And then I watched him play some home front, which is actually pretty cool too. And I think that covers everything. Cool. How about you, Mark? What have you been playing?
2: Um, you know, it's been um it's weird. I, I um I've been downloading Warcraft three so that I can have it installed <laughs> for our land party. Yes. And I while I was at it I downloaded Diablo two and uh Uh-oh. Lord of Destruction as well. 'Cause um I actually was screwing around the other night and I, I figured out how to play the Tristana theme on my guitar. And that like made me want to just play Diablo two so I can like hear like all the music again. So my Blizzard fanboyism is is there pretty strong right now. I have successfully managed to not log into World of Warcraft, though, so I haven't gone on a three-day WoW binge (laughs) or anything crazy like that, you know? Um, And then I've been playing on my iPhone 4. I've been playing a lot of um, that Tower Defense Lost Earth game that I was talking about last podcast. Oh, yeah. It's the first, like, um, game for my phone that I've actually found compelling enough to put a lot of time into, so... I have several hours in that game. I've, I've I've got to have over 40 hours in it already, and wow. um, I I finished every I finished all the levels on easy mode, and now I'm playing through them on normal mode. And there's this one map that is just really kicking my butt called Vulcan, and uh, I, I refuse to like you know look online to see if people have figured it out or anything because it's like you know it's a it's a real challenge to me so. I'm just trying all these different ways to get through it, but I've been on this thing for like four days now. Um, just, it's about halfway through the normal mode map progression, so really enjoying that game. It's quite good, and uh, yeah, that's about it. You know, League of Legends Dominion. I already talked about that. I interjected into your respective <laughs> segments, uh, and um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to. Diablo 3, which will be postponed, and um, I'm actually kind of looking forward to Knights of the Old Republic You know, so we'll see what happens there. The Old Republic, I'm kind of getting some hype going or something, I'm starting to think that might be fun.
1: Right on schedule.
2: Yeah, yep, yeah. the hypometer <laughs> is starting to creep off of zero
1: into the maybe... The hypometer.
2: The markometer. Yeah, remember we used to have a hypometer on the website.
1: <laughs> we did a
2: release o meter and yes now it's yeah I don't know so that's what I've been up to
1: right on listeners if you have any special stories of games that you've been playing perhaps some of the same ones that we've been talking about and you want to tell us what you think about it those games whether they are awesome or they suck and you can send those in to those impressions into mail m a i l at channelmaster We look forward to hearing from you. And now we are going to get into the first of our two roundtables on game rentals. So some of you may be happy or angry or former (laughs) subscribers because of Netflix's earlier decision to break out its DVDs by mail service into a separate pay structure. So it's like, I think, what is it, eight bucks a month? separate from the streaming business where it used to be 10 bucks for both, and now you have to pay 8 bucks for each, which made a lot of people mad and a lot of people canceled their subscriptions and Netflix had to revise down the amount of subscribers it got in the second quarter. And then the CEO, like a month later, is like, oh, guys, I'm sorry, we should have told you the reason we're doing this is because we're planning on spinning off the DVD by mail service into its own separate business called Quickster." spelled with a Q-W-I-K. And what's notable about this service, in my opinion, is that not only will it allow you to rent DVDs and presumably Blu-ray discs by mail, as always, on its own separate website with its own separate queue from Netflix. What the F? <laughs> but it will also apparently, against investors' dismay, include video games. <clears throat> when investors don't like the idea of Netflix or Quickster renting out video games because they're so much more expensive to replace. But I think this is really cool because finally there's a service where you can get both movies and games that's not Blockbuster. And True. And Netflix has a very excellent library of movies on DVD and Blu-ray and that you could add games to it. That's really cool. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to go to Redbox. You don't have to go to Blockbuster. And you don't have to rent a you don't have to pay for a separate subscription at GameFly for like ten or fifteen I think it's like fifteen bucks a month or something crazy to uh, rent games. You can get everything in one place. So my question for you guys I am still not a subscriber to either Netflix or GameFly, but I was curious about you two. Does this have you ever really? uh, First of all, do you use Netflix? What do you think of this idea to spin off the DVD section? Do you care? Or are you just going to be streaming only? Or does the inclusion of video game rentals with Quickster make it sound appealing?
0: Uh, Mark, do you want to take this first? Um,
2: sure. I, I'm i not too excited about it personally. Um, as far as impacting myself, my, my family, uh, as like an example, uses Netflix streaming like every day like, I mean, there's at least probably two hours of the day that's goes by where we're streaming Netflix. Um, but as far as the gaming aspects go, you know, I have a few games that I've, I've purchased, um, at, uh, like the local GameStop or something like that. Um, you know, at, at used of course, which is totally not supporting anybody. And, um, and I'm pretty happy with that model, and I'm also happy with, like, the, the downloadable content and downloadable games and Xbox Arcade and stuff like that. But really the thought of um, having these games arrive by mail to play, I, I'm just – I'm more of a um, – personally, you know, I'm more of a PC gamer, so I like my, my Steam and stuff like that. Um, and I could see my, my, my kids maybe wanting something, but if they wanted something educational – Um, you know, like for like a Nintendo Wii or something like that, I, I could see that maybe, but for the Xbox 360 platform and stuff, I, I'm just not too excited about it personally. I, 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 I had tried Gamefly previously back before, um, I think before I had kids when it first started and, and we just really didn't keep up on it much, you know, with all that free discretionary time to play games or do whatever you want to do when you don't have children. It just, it just those, the queue just kind of backed up and um, didn't get used. So not too excited personally.
0: Um, my experience with GameFly, uh, I had it at one point. I, I think, I guess they've improved. I was reading on the forums and stuff that they have improved uh, a bit with their queue and the delivery time on the games. But uh, I think I had I was on a two game rental uh, that was my subscription and it's uh, I never got the games that were on the top of my queue. I always got the ones that were like six and seven. And uh, I've talked to a few people who still have that issue, so I don't know how much they've improved on it. But I guess what it comes down to is um, if I was going to go with the service to get to get games, I would like to go with a company that's they're specifically with games. Like that's all they do. They don't so that. They're not distracted with the movie aspect of it. Um, and now that they're combining movies and video games, um, depending on how many people they have um, to cover both, uh, both aspects, I'm not sure that uh, they'll be able to juggle both video games and movies at the same time and be able to keep up the deliveries and uh, the stock of video games at all times, you know. And uh, I was reading some of the forums on, uh, I guess, yeah, I guess a lot of people were mad that the uh, CEO or whatever, uh, he wasn't apologizing and then he finally did there. Uh, There was a lot of controversy on that. Um, But, yeah, I use Netflix. Um, I do not pay for it, actually. Uh, My girlfriend's parents do, and we just stream off of it all day. So it works out pretty well. I don't have any complaints on Netflix. So if they can do as good of a job, Um, maybe if they could, maybe if you could like stream computer games or something, that would be sweet, but uh, I'm not sure it will ever get to that point. And I have a question, do they, is it only console games that that they deliver, or is it PC games as well?
1: It's not clear. The promotional image that they released for the service shows both a box of popcorn and an Xbox 360 controller sitting on the table, but that's about as much information as they've given. So I'm going to assume that It is console games.
0: Okay. I guess, yeah, I guess I would be a lot more interested if they delivered uh, PC games. Um, I used to go on binges of, like, I'd spend $300 when all the the good games were released for the Xbox, and then I'd either beat them or I'd stop playing them, and it would take me about a month, and then I'd trade them all in at uh, GameStop and get probably half the quantity in terrible games. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, I, I had to end that cycle. That was that was not good. Um, it was
2: a horrible cycle of self-abuse.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and so I, I spent some real money and actually built myself a decent PC. Um, and I absolutely love it. I locked myself in uh, my computer room day after day and uh, couldn't be happier. So, yeah. Cool. What so do you think, the,
2: Noah?
1: I think that... It's appealing, it's intriguing, and if it were five years ago, I might be a little bit more interested in it. But with services like OnLive and Gaikai starting to come into fruition, and then just the excellent service that I can get, and great deals I can get via Steam, and I'm not sure if Origin's ever going to have any deals, it's EA after all. But mm-hmm. just like, I feel like everything's moving digitally, and... I think if I want to try a game, I'm more likely to even consider just buying a used copy (laughs) versus trying to fuss around with wrenching it for five days at a time and paying X number of dollars. I'm worried that with my schedule, too, that the queue would get behind, like you were saying, you were having issues with Mark.
2: And not to to belabor the point, but that's a really good point that, you know, it's different now than it was even five years ago just because... You know, the economy is not the same and consumers are consumers are a little bit more Intelligent about their what they're investing in and they're going to review You know the games that they want and they're going to have a pretty good idea of what they want as opposed to just like blindly Adding all these games to your queue and hoping you pick a winner, you know, I just don't see people doing that as much so you know it could well be that this this new thing will be a great hit and we're both we're all totally wrong but it could also be something like the duke nukem forever launch which was if you'd have done this five or ten years ago it would have been awesome but it's just hit right now in a time where everyone has kind of moved on to to a new kind of concept for how they're going to get their content either be it via steam for the pc or via the you know the game downloads for the xbox or you know Going into the bargain bin at GameStop and being a being a smart shopper, you know. So mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Xbox because that's been another thing that's really changed my perception on renting games. And that's that Xbox offers demos of almost any game that I Oh ever Yeah.
2: Tried.
1: yeah. And it's just like if I can get a demo, I don't ever need to rent anything.
2: Yeah. You know, why you can try it before you buy.
1: Um yeah, that's pretty perfect. darn
2: easily. And it's easy and you don't have to deal with the mail. I, I like it a lot better.
1: Yeah. Listeners, let us know what you think. Are you interested? Do you Are you an active subscriber to Gamefly? Are you looking forward to Quickster and its inclusion of games within its selection of rentals? Or are you satisfied with what you do now? Do you get stuff all digitally or do you just pirate everything? <laughs> let us know. Send your comments into mail, M-A-I-L. at channelmaster.com. We look forward to hearing what you think and continuing the debate thusly. Up next, would, we're going to talk about what?
2: Oh, I was going to say I would really be interested to hear if anybody is actually pirating games these days. Because I've I've talked to some people um, who in the past were huge mega pirates of games, and they're not even doing it anymore. So I'd love to know if people are actually still doing that because it seems like the – the way things have kind of gone and the way that, you know, people are getting things at a decent price, be it used or whatever, uh, or just sales on Steam, things like that. I'd like to know how many people are actually really still pirating.
1: That's a really good question. I think you might have discovered what our topic will be for next week. <laughs>
2: yeah. Are you a pirate?
1: <laughs> Do tell. Yeah, should let a, us know. Should,
2: <laughs> should have lined that up with talk like a pirate week.
1: Oh, yeah, we just missed that, too. I know. It's pretty, <laughs> pretty close. Oh, Sounds well. interesting. Yeah. So, listeners, write in your thoughts about how you procure games and, and the whole piracy thing, and we'll talk about that in the next week's episode. Up next, we're going to talk about The Old Republic and the revelation of its staggered launch. One of the biggest carrots for listeners... Or for gamers who are excited about the older public, was the promise that if you pre-order the game, and there are limited there were limited quantities of some kinds of some editions of the game, but if you pre-ordered it, you're guaranteed early access, which isn't really new in the world of MMOs. But what was a little bit new or a little bit unexpected for some was the announcement from Bioware this week that that early access that all those pre-ordering fans get is not going to be the same. It's not going to be created equal, in other words. So early access may start as soon as two weeks in advance of the launch date. And some of you, wherever you are in the world, may actually get a full two weeks of early access. But then others of you may only get three days, and some of you may only get one day. I don't know if there's a minimum, but there's definitely going to be only chunks of people allowed into the game at a time so that, BioWare can gradually ramp up the servers and ensure that everything goes really smoothly when 2 million people hit all the servers at once on the official launch date. Now, this, understandably, has gotten a lot of people upset, but now knowing the news that Luke told me earlier that anything you do in the early game access is wiped, it doesn't even carry over. It's a moot point, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it really Mm. doesn't matter, but at first people are getting really ticked off about it because it's like, well... Me and my five friends who love Star Wars to death or have been playing World of Warcraft for the last eight years really, really want to start together. We, we're already ready to build our own guild. We're all going to be Sith Lords or whatever, or Jedis, and now we can't. Some of us are going to have more experience than others, and so by the time the launch comes around, we're all going to have to start over. And Well, I guess uh, the decision's been made for you. <laughs> Anything you do. It will be wiped, which kind of begs the question to me, it's like, who cares about early access? Is it really yeah. enough for you to say, oh, I got to play early and I'm going to write a blog about it? You know, so who mm-hmm. gives it? It doesn't count for anything. What do you guys think?
0: Uh, well, I remember when Cataclysm came out for uh, World of Warcraft. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I actually skipped work and I was trying to be the first hunter to hit 85. And uh, I played for like a day and a half straight, and I think I got to like 83 and a half, and someone had already hit 85. And um, since they're going to wipe Star Wars when the uh, official game launches, um, I, I guess what it comes down to is within a month or so, everyone's going to be max level and working on their tier three gear or whatever it's going to be. Um, it just really doesn't matter to me. If I'm going to play the game, I like to play at my own pace. Um, because if you compare yourself to everyone else in the game, uh, someone's always going to be better than you. But, yeah, I, I suppose if you're going to play with your friends, uh, it would be nice to start at the same time if you had early game access. But if you care that much, then don't be selfish and just wait for your friend to play, you know, or just or just play without him because it's just going to wipe anyway and you guys will inevitably start playing from scratch again when the game releases, you know. I know I wouldn't wait for any friends. I'd, I'd be playing right away, but I did not uh, pre-order. Did you know what?
1: No. No. Okay, good. <laughs> the hype, it, I, I felt when I first saw the, the, <laughs> the announcement of the pre-ordering and the different editions,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I started looking at all the cool collectibles that were coming with the game, both intangible and tangible. It's like, wow, this is kind of cool. And then I saw the price of the collector's edition, which was like, what, $150, $200 oh a game. My, oh, yeah. Really? And I'm like, screw that. No game is worth that much on top of a subscription fee.
0: Yeah, you don't get a lightsaber or anything in the mail. That's that's terrible. No. You <laughs> and
1: don't I get still force have I mean, I, I've moved on. I've evolved, or I've devolved, or I've become too selfish from the whole concept of pay fifty bucks for a game and then pay fifteen bucks each month thereafter. I'm like, screw that crap. Mm-hmm. I'll just wait. I'll either get a game that's fifty bucks because it's a one-time experience, and that's the only time I'm paying for it. And if I want additional DLC, I'll get it when I get it. But I. I don't think that MMOs should have to be paid for if they're going to have a subscription fee. That's just yeah. what I say. I know that millions of dollars have been spent on making this game. Lots of capital costs have been sunk into developing it, and the company needs to recoup that somehow, and if there's any game that's going to still be able to thrive on a model of $40, $50 purchase in addition to $15 a month subscription, it would be this one. It would be a game like this that can that can successfully do that, but I don't like Star Wars that much. I mean, yeah. I love Star Wars, but not enough for that.
0: Right. So, World I, of Warcraft had, like, what? I think you had to buy every expansion. I remember Sean came home for a weekend and he bought, like, three of the expansions and they were all, like, 40 to 50 bucks. Okay. And, then, and then the original game. So it ended up being, like, 120 bucks. He played for, like, I think he played for two days and he was our tank so me him and kurt were all we were leveling in the dungeon and sean wasn't succeeding as a tank so we were all screaming at him because uh we were wiping so he had a bad experience and he ended up spending like 120 bucks to play for about two days and I, I, I was wondering is this is star wars is it going to have like you know some games have like a seven day trial and stuff normally that comes along a few months after the game is released uh but that would be cool if they actually had it right away then i could try it out for like seven days or something instead of buying it and completely committing
1: I think it'll be some months before that happens I'm sure the game will come bundled with like 15 or 30 days of access included but they they know that they can ride just on the Star Wars and Old Republic and Bioware names alone for months before they have to offer any here's a free trial I mean maybe they'll bundle buddy keys in with the game I'm not sure that would be be a lot of MMOs do that Mm -hmm. How about you, Mark? Did you pre-order?
2: No. um, It's funny. um, The place where I work, you know, there's like about eighty thousand employees in my company, and so we have like our own like version of Facebook, and um, somehow some people found out that I was like into gaming, and so I've made some buddies, and uh, we have like an our own instant messenger thing too, and so we were talking, me and one of the guys, and. He's, like, all into it, and he's been playing on the beta and everything. And, you know, we were talking about the, you know, just today about the pre-order stuff, and it's like it still doesn't get me excited enough to buy it. Um, I'm going to definitely want to play it once it launches, but I'm just not ready to do the pre-order thing. Mm -hmm. So, no, I haven't bought anything yet. I'm just still kind of standing by. I'm gonna kind of see what the initial reviews are, you know, based on what I saw. Gosh, almost two years ago, uh, or over a year ago, I guess. Um, you know, it's gonna be kind of like WoW, and I like WoW, but um, I don't. It's definitely not gonna like change my life. It's, it's, it's not, it's not that compelling to me compared to Diablo 3, which I'm just really pining away for right now. <laughs> but, but it is something that I would want to play.
0: I, I was looking at some of the trailers for it, and I guess I'm not really that excited for the game. It's I was, I always search for the gameplay trailers, and uh, I had seen one, and they're like hiding behind a log or something, and they pop up and they shoot, and the laser beams are apparently hitting the enemies, but they don't really look like they're making contact. And uh, I, I'm not dissing on the game at all. I'm just saying I'm not like super excited. Like, uh, say, Tony is to Guild Wars 2, he says it's going to be revolutionary, which I have no idea if that's true or not. But I guess, yeah, overall I'm not that excited for the game compared to Diablo 3, as Mark said.
2: Yeah. Just a totally different level. Um, I do think as far as the, the whole staggered launch and everything, um, I think it's kind of fair. If, you've, if you got your pre-order early, then yeah, you should get a little extra, you know, of the early launch, which actually has no meaning to the real game once it launches, except that you'll have had experience and kind of probably know how to level up a little quicker. If that's your whole, if your whole point is, um, you know, racing up to a high, the max level or whatever, that's that's cool. Um, or if you know you want to use your early time to, you know, experiment with different classes and kind of figure that all out, that's cool too. That's great, but um, I don't see it as a terrible injustice that it's uh, first. You know, it's kind of like a first in, first out kind of thing. You know, you 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 sign, you do your due diligence and get signed up first, and and uh, then yeah, you get a little extra game time. That seems totally fair to me. I don't I don't see an inequity there that would make me want to uh, see red and cancel my pre-order and rage and then blog about it for like hours and on <laughs>
0: oh on there it. will be people raging for sure oh
2: well you can't win you know i mean i i think that you know like worst jobs um well Noah and i know that um, my former job was number one on the list of worst jobs you can have which was like an it director but noah's right up there too right you're number three
1: number three
2: the <laughs> worst job you can possibly have
1: Oh, yeah, out of the top ten types of careers you can have that are worse Th- like, number three.
2: Those are like professional careers, but uh, there's also, you know, Tijuana crack whore, and um, uh, in, addition, in addition to that, <laughs> there's community director, right? Like, so um, those should be well above the ours, you know, for worst possible jobs because, like, a community director, you, can, you, you, you can't do anything to make these people happy. If you say it's blue or it's you know if you say it's blue they say it's red and they get pissed off and cry and threaten to quit if you say it's red they're like no it's purple and they you know they like they're bleeding bleeding for you you know it's a, it's just it's a crazy thing I, I, I really don't know how you can do anything to make fans happy except for just release the game and and, and hope for the best.
0: I agree. Yeah, it seems like a lot. Of, there's a lot more whiners, or maybe I'm just more attuned to the forums. Uh, I'll use Borderlands for an example. Um, they just launched the game. Uh, it's an Xbox game. I mean, they just came out with it, and I picked it up. I, there was no hype about it that I had seen, and uh, I played it with Sean, and it was amazing. I absolutely loved the game, and there was no one whining about how they should have made the game, or you know, telling them how to make the game like with these when they make these lengthy releases and stuff everyone's saying oh well this should be different and this should be different i mean they should just launch it the way they want and if they don't like it you know maybe deal with it <laughs> that's always an option right
2: yeah freaking deal with it it's it's crazy i remember actually there used to be a a podcast by these guys on uh, one up and um they one of the guys on there was Sean Elliott, I guess it was. He was complaining about Borderlands because he got to see it er, way early. Mm -hmm. He's like, it's nothing more than a a first person shooter based on Diablo. You know, he's like, it's retarded. It's like they just randomize all these weapons and, and tell you it's cool. I was like, Thinking, you know, he's so enraged by it, like that it's, you know, it's got like there's like some kind of like aspects of gaming that he be- he always believes you should have, and I, I follow that guy on Twitter because he's hilarious, but, um, <laughs> you know, he's just like it, like every single thing that he thought you would need for a game to actually have some character and to be a big win, it was lacking, but he was like, but by God, it's a total Diablo clone from a first-person shooter point of view. Um, and he's like, and some people are going to like that you can have 2,000 variations of a shotgun. And and I'm like, yeah, you know what? Some people will like that. And sure enough, mm-hmm. when it launched, it was actually successful. I mean, it had a, they sold a lot of copies of that. I have it.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people liked it. And that's I guess that just goes to show it's the same with music like the Beatles. They have really simple chord progressions, but you don't have to – you don't have to be super complex you know people want a game that they can that they can understand and that is somewhat similar to what they've played in the past yet different enough to uh make you want to keep playing you know and uh with Borderlands 2 I'm really excited as well um i guess that's a game we haven't covered at all Borderlands 2 um but yeah i think that uh the critics influence the games a lot more. And I think it's because they have a lengthier, I mean, they want to leave more time to hype things up. And uh, I guess I just don't, I shouldn't even bother reading the forms when the game's coming out. Cause it, you know, your own evaluation is going to be what does it for you, you know?
2: Yeah, exactly. And as Noah had highlighted earlier, you know, in this day and age, there, there are ample resources with which you can kind of get a feel for the game, whether it's a demo or, you know, play, play, um, gameplay videos or whatever, you know, you can get a good sense for it. And if you wait till it actually launches, you've got Metacritic to kind of go through, you know, mm-hmm. you, 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 we're just not the, the totally clueless consumers we once were. So we can, we can kind of pick and choose and, uh, and, you know, instead of let the buyer beware, it's more like, let the, let the developer actually come out with something that's not a crap, mm-hmm. you know? So, I don't know. That's my take
0: on it. I agree.
1: Listeners, we'd like to hear what you think about this. Are you a collector's edition or any other version of Old Republic pre-orderer? And are you looking forward to your early game access? You don't care what all those angry people out there say. You <coughs> can get to have your exclusive preview of the game's experiences before the hordes descend upon it, the WoW tourists and all those other people. Let us know (laughs) what you think. (laughs) Send your thoughts into mail at channelmassive.com. And that is the end of this episode. I wanted to thank again, Luke, for joining us for this episode of Channel Massive.
0: My pleasure. It was awesome. I had such a good time
2: cool man i hope you come back you know yeah definitely
0: oh this isn't you have not seen the last of luke and uh for future reference you should probably call me schroeder because that's my alias and it's just what i go by so let's let's change that right now
2: right on <laughs> I, I don't know why but the peanuts theme is coming to me like that's a, all yeah. that
0: i think of when I see. whatever works for you man whatever works
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right schroeder formerly known as luke as far as channel massive is concerned Send in your listeners, send in your welcomes, and other comments, whatever you have to say, to Schroeder as well. Let us know what you think about having on the show. And of course, thanks to my fellow co-pilot, Mark. Oh, thank
2: you, thank you, Noah.
1: And uh, we hope you like this episode too. So.
2: Yeah, if you um if you want to uh, give us a little love on uh, iTunes, go ahead and go there, and uh, you know, give us five stars, and then.
1: Or Or just tell your friends. If you like the show, tell your friends. Tell them to download it so they can be equally enraptured or enraged and they can send
2: their... Yeah. Especially if we really pissed you off. That would be awesome to just tell as many people as possible so they can download (laughs) us.
0: I would encourage anyone listening uh, to definitely participate and give feedback because... I'm here to let you know it's not impossible to show up on the podcast. If you give enough feedback, you might just be here. All right,
1: so <laughs> That's true. Uh,
0: definitely participate. And uh, I, I enjoyed being on the show, and thank you very much for the opportunity. It was awesome.
2: Thanks, man.
1: We appreciate yeah, you. It too. And thank you, listeners, for downloading this episode. We will be back next week. Best podcast in the world. the Warcraft for Ch- 10
0: Ch- years. Ch- if I can't play Diablo 3 soon, Chilf. I might just kill myself. Chilf. Massive?
1: Blizzard Entertainment. Why would you come out with
0: Diablo 3? Okay. I want it out. I signed up for the beta. I never got an email. It's like they don't even care. I have really good things to say about that game. I read about it in
1: Game Informer.
0: So I came here to tell you I want you to come over right now.